Hello, and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were made by God, and we were made for God. And when we learn how to live our lives according to the principles in God's Word, that's when we really and truly learn how to prosper and flourish God's way. I don't know about you, but I have made some pretty big mistakes and have reaped some pretty heavy consequences trying to live life according to my plans and thinking I can get away with doing things my way only to find that it brought heartache and turmoil and things just did not go well for me. So when I learned how to dig into the scriptures, learn what God's word said, and started applying those principles to my life, that is when I really did find joy and peace in spite of the tragedy and the hard circumstances and tribulations that we go through on planet earth. I'm not saying that my life is perfect and I'm not saying that I don't have hard days. I surely do have some hard days and it is hard to navigate sometimes. But I will say that I have found the secret of being content and that is being content in the Lord, being anchored in Him so that even when life's Uh, the stormy seas start raging. I am anchored in Jesus Christ, even though my boat might be, you know, uh, like being tossed about here and there, you know, when the storms come, I'm anchored in him. I might cry. I might get angry. I might be upset. I might be anxious for the days to come. But when I start focusing on the Lord and what his word says, he calms my emotions. He calms my soul. And I know God in the spirit, you've got this and you are going to hold me tightly. And then I just learn how to embrace him as he embraces me and we weather those storms together. So I just pray that this podcast will help inspire maybe give some tools and resources for people to uh, come deeper into the presence of the Lord. That is my passion. My desire is to help people come closer to Jesus. Okay, so I want to get into today's podcast, and we are going to continue the study of God's Word. I'm literally going through the Bible and highlighting the stories of the Bible with the major stories. I dig into your Word and go deeper and learn all of the details because Holy Spirit may highlight something to you that I do not get into uh, in these podcasts, so definitely take time to read your Bible. Um, I am... Uh, just I, every single podcast, I say this, I am adamant about making sure you realize the Bible is full of true stories. These are not just fictional characters. These are real people that lived on earth and they interacted with the Lord. We are weak and he is strong. That is the theme of the, the Bible. If there's that, that theme, we are weak, he is strong, and we are sinners, and he forgives, he redeems. So those are the two major themes that go through. We are just so imperfect, and we are needy, and we are weak, and we are helpless without him. But God picks us up. He comes to us right where we are, and he helps to redeem even our mistakes, the things that we've done. He will take those things, turn them around, teach us a great lesson and be able to reach out and minister to other people. He turns all of those bad things that happen to us. He turns them into good and we just have to trust him and be patient and wait for him to work it 
all out. Now, before I get into today's study, uh, we're going to talk about Moses. I actually want to talk a little bit about this ministry of a God-focused life. Now, I don't know where you're coming in on this, whether you've even heard of this ministry. If you've followed me on Facebook, maybe you've seen a few posts. Maybe you've uh, seen this uh, podcast because you've seen a God-Focused Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, or maybe you have been directed to the website. This is a ministry that started in 2019, and I just want to give a little bit of the history of it. Um You could almost say back in 2009, that was when the Lord really brought me out of my comfort zone to go public with some ministry stuff. In 2009, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I started a Caring Bridge website. It was like a blog where I could keep people updated with my health and the progress of that battle of cancer. And that became a place where God just used this heartache and this trial and this battle to start ministering to other people. I was able to go through those hard things with the Lord and he would give me nuggets. And I was able to share those godly nuggets on that Caring Bridge website. And after the cancer battle was done, I continued doing those ministry nuggets on my Facebook wall. I started Facebook maybe in 2009, I believe, and I just continued to start posting almost on a daily basis, maybe a couple times a week or so. So whenever the Lord would give me a word or something in my daily devotions, I would go to Facebook and just share it with people. So that started that probably in 2010, maybe 2011, I guess, um, where that became kind of a ministry for me, just an outpouring because I love sharing whatever it is God's doing in my heart and in my life. And then in 2014, I started really focusing on my health because I, I, after the battle with cancer and then raising children, I kind of lost myself and was not taking care of my physical body. I had gained some weight. I had put on, you know, just those extra pounds and just feeling not so good from the inside out. So in 2014, I started some Facebook challenge groups to help people get healthy in their bodies. And that kind of coupled with that whole idea of, you know, doing ministry and spiritual posts, but I would couple that with getting healthy in our physical bodies as well. And eventually these challenge groups, if you will, they became, I just kind of titled them healthy living body, soul, and spirit, because I knew that we all go through hard times. I have definitely had some heartache and trial and tribulation in my own life. Um, and I know that we have to be healthy in our souls as well. So every single area, body, soul, and spirit definitely needs our attention. And we need to learn how to line each area up with the truths in God's word. It's kind of like, I remember in 2014, maybe 2015, uh, God gave me this visual of a train and the engine of the train should be the spirit. It should be God. He should be the one leading us. The next car in the train would be our emotions. It would be our soul because our spirit is connected with our soul 
And when we are following God, he's going to change our emotions and we're going to start following after him. And then after the soul would be our body. Then we start lining up our actions according to, uh, you know, what God is doing, what our souls are feeling, what we're hearing, what we're thinking, and then our bodies follow suit. But what happens is we usually get those out of order. Sometimes the caboose is leading, our bodies are leading, or our souls our emotions, our thoughts, our logic, those things are leading. And we have to learn how to live our lives in order. God first, then our souls, and then our bodies follow. So that became kind of like the mantra, healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. I continued on and I started um, an at-home fitness business and had more people join and we were, you know, uh, getting results and we became a team. We also started earning money. So it became an income for our team and it was just a beautiful thing. It was awesome. It was fun. But then I felt the Lord really... Uh, pulling on my heart to go more into ministry. And in 2019, that is when I opened up the podcast. I started the website of A God-Focused Life and started posting everything on the website. So body, soul, and spirit. There is a hodgepodge of things on the website and it probably needs to be cleaned up and, you know, spruced up and pretty, but there are some recipes on there. There's some fitness programs on there. There's, uh, blog posts. There is also, so you can go to the tab and you can see the blog and then you can find a tab for podcasts. You can find a tab for fitness and you can go through and rummage through all of those different things. And maybe something is going to appeal to you. Uh, maybe one of them, maybe all three of them, but that is kind of where a God focused life was birthed and continuing on. And even now I'm just following God and what he's doing. My heart's desire. I love gathering women together. And that was what I really, really enjoyed about this fitness business was because we all took trips. We would go to Florida together. We would go, you know, to different parts of the world together, you know, bask in the sun at the ocean together and just have so much fun. We would go to the mountains in Colorado, uh, have local events here in Virginia, and it was so much fun. But of course, with a fitness event, once it's you know, business only, it would become this thing where you had to earn your spot to go on these retreats. And if you didn't earn your spot, then you didn't get to go. And I just remember being in tears because there were some people that were trying so hard to earn their spot, but they weren't able to go because they didn't hit the mark. And I thought, you know, I I don't know about this. Like, I want to do something in addition uh, to the retreats. And I'm not saying that that's bad because I think that everybody has to have some goals. And I think it's wonderful that people are rewarded for their hard work. But I also love the whole idea of everyone's included. Let's all go somewhere together. Let's all gather together and have retreats, have a weekend together so that we can do these three things. And it is body, soul, and spirit. So just this year in 2021, God started laying on my heart to start doing some retreats. And I started posting about it on social media. Um, we've already kicked off one in the month of October. We are getting ready to go for our November retreat, which is in in a couple of weeks. So excited. It is totally full. We even have a waiting list now 
for the next retreat that's going to be in 2021. So there are people that are already eager and ready to go for the retreats that are in 2020. I mean, I'm sorry, 2022, 2022, we're starting to plan for next year. So it's exciting to see that when we follow God, he opens up doors that you just never thought would be opened. These retreats are geared towards each area. So the first retreat we did was, I call it a God retreat, where we are going together, we worship together, I give prompts, I give uh, ways to meditate God's way, some breathing prayers of, you know, how we just focus on inhaling Jesus and the word of God and exhaling the things of the world, all of the distractions, the things that are keeping us from the Lord. And we learn how to come closer to him in his presence. I give some tools and resources to help people. It is a time where we can minister to each other. Some people may prefer to be all by themselves in, you know, in their bedroom, or we've been doing it at a lake house here in Lake Anna in Virginia. And some people may want to go onto the lake or beside the lake or go for a walk or sit on the front porch or sit, you know, in the backyard somewhere. There are so many places to, to get alone with the Lord. Other people got the paddle boards out and a kayak out and they just had fun on the lake and just embraced the Lord that way. So that was a beautiful time having the God retreat. This next retreat in November, my sister who is a counselor is coming and she's going to help us really dive into separating soul and spirit and learning how to deal with our emotions and our thoughts and some of the tragedies and hard things that have happened in our lives and really deal with those things, those emotions and thoughts and start lining up with God's word so that we can uh, overcome the emotions and line up with God's way of living so that we are victorious in our lives rather than being smothered and burdened down, like weighed down by those emotions. And then the third retreat is about fitness. Now I can't separate God and fitness. It is going to be about honoring God with our bodies through exercise, through nutrition. We will talk about different ways to uh, stay healthy, not diet, not, you know, that whole body image thing. We are going to learn how to read the signs of our body that we need to do something different to love ourselves and care for ourselves. So many people feel like, oh, exercise, I don't want to do that. Or, oh, salad, who wants to eat carrots and lettuce? But we're going to start recalibrating our thoughts and how we embrace a healthy lifestyle. Because in so many ways, if you take it as a spiritual uh, concept, there are a lot of people who look at God that way. They're like, oh God, church, oh, I can't do that. That's just gonna like be awful. And I'm gonna have to get, get, you know, give up so many things if I embrace God. Or I don't wanna do the right thing. I wanna go and continue doing all of these bad things. And what we don't realize is that we were made for God and we were made to live according to the principles in God's word and our lives prosper when we do it that way. Same things in our soul, same things in our our uh, physical bodies, we actually prosper when we do the right and good things. So we just start retraining our mind and our, our thinking when it comes to healthy living. So 
Those are the things. I have the podcast. We have the retreats. I am just now starting to have some merch. As people say, you know, you got some merch, you know, some merchandise, fun uh, coffee mugs, some uh, fun t-shirts and tank tops. I absolutely love, like in my heart of hearts, I love having a coffee mug that has a message of the Lord on it. Something that gives me, you know, a thought for the day or helps me to trust in him or helps me to know that he loves me, helps me to know that I am forgiven, that I am blessed, that his joy is my strength. I love seeing those messages and I love seeing it on my coffee mug. And I also love like when I'm working out and having that message on my tank top, I don't know. It just does something to my spirit. I love it. And and once I take that picture or that selfie to hopefully inspire somebody else to get their workout in, I'm not doing it like, hey, look at me. I'm doing it like, y'all, I am sweating and this is hard. And if I can do it, I know you can do it. And it's kind of fun to have a fun message on the tank top when that happens. So anyway, that is the, that is the ministry in a nutshell. And so many people are getting on board and going on to the retreats. Uh, I have had people not able to go on the retreats, but they are making donations and giving money for sponsorships for other people to go on retreats, which is mind blowing at some point in the future. uh, Yes, I have the dream and I believe that it is God's dream for the ministry to have its own retreat house so that we could have people coming on a daily basis if they want to come and spend their morning there or come for afternoon, maybe have weekly or, you know, maybe twice a week worship and, you know, things like that have stations set up for communion, stations set up for prayer, uh, you know, have a, have a cross on the property to where people can kneel before it and just get that visual of Jesus. You know, we don't want to worship, you know, the, the sacraments or those things. But what we do is we use these things to remember Jesus. We remember the sacrifice. We remember what God has done for us. And having a retreat center just to be able to go and get away from the things in the world and just to be able to sit with a cup of coffee, right? I'll have a Keurig there. You can like grab one of the mugs and, and make yourself a cup of coffee and just sit with the Lord. I mean, or tea for those who don't drink coffee, but it's just a vision that I have in my mind. And I am just praying to the Lord, God, you know, your will be done your will. I'm going to dream it and God, I'm going to put it out there and see what it is that you do, because I just believe that we can prophesy, we can speak these things and believe these things and God will honor those things, especially if it is from him and he will show us, you know, how the vision is going to unfold. So I just wanted to take some time in this podcast to share that with you now, 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 now let's get to baby Moses. I've taken so much time in my excitement about a God focused life that, um, I, I don't have time to get into the full story of Moses, but that's okay. We're going to talk about the entry of Moses. Okay. So switching gears, getting my brain. I, I get so excited about the ministry. Um, if you want more information about that, there will be more information coming out. Uh, follow the website, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to the blog. There will be more, more, more stuff coming out as God unfolds it. So, all right, 
Before we get into Moses, let's talk about Joseph. Let's end that whole idea of um, Joseph reuniting with his family. Uh, if you go back and listen to the last podcast to find out how Joseph became the uh, right under Pharaoh. So whether you call that first in command or second in command, I guess second in command under Pharaoh. And he literally saved his family's lives, all of them, because he was wise. He knew how to multiply food. He knew how to save food in storehouses. So when the famine hit his family's uh, land where they were living, they came to Joseph. They came to Egypt and they actually settled in a place called Goshen. So it's a beautiful story when Joseph actually sees his father again. They just hug, they embrace. It's beautiful when he embraces his youngest brother, Benjamin. So go and read that because it will definitely pull uh, pull on those heartstrings to see a family reunited, especially when they love each other, they care for each other. And then you just see the forgiveness that Joseph has even for his brothers who sold him into uh, the hands of the Egyptians. So go definitely read that. Now, Joseph and the family, they are in Goshen and they live there peacefully for years. Now, I have heard this probably all of my life that the children of Israel were in slavery to Egypt for 400 or 430 years. I've I've always heard that they were in slavery, but that is very debatable because it says that Joseph and his family, they lived in Goshen and they multiplied and their numbers grew to about 2 million people. So it wasn't until Joseph and the, um, you know, the upper patriarchs, if you will, you know, Joseph and, you know, probably his children and those main people who knew, you know, the whole story of the famine and how Joseph saved them and, and what a blessing Joseph was to Egypt. It was kind of like after those stories had, had faded out and then we have a new Pharaoh and then the Pharaoh sees the Israelites and sees them as a threat. And so he decides to make them slaves. He wants them to work hard, hard, hard. And what he does, he does two different things. He wants them to work hard and People think that that is how we got the uh, Egyptian pyramids. It, the Bible is clear that they built structures and that they worked hard for the Egyptians. So um, many historians and theologians do believe that it was the Israelites that built the pyramids. We also know that not only were they under slavery, the Pharaoh called for an order for all of the firstborn, I believe it was the firstborn males. Oh my goodness. Was it firstborn? Let me look here. Um, it was either firstborn males or maybe all male babies. Um, oh, newborn males, newborn. So I'm glad that I, uh, I'm glad that I looked that up. It was newborn. It wasn't just the firstborn. So he wanted to kill the, the next generation that would be coming up as a threat. So he wanted to have them thrown into the Nile River and have them drown. Now, this is the story of Moses. Okay, so Moses has two he has two siblings. One is Aaron, that's his older brother, and he has a sister named Miriam. And when his mom gave birth to him, 
the word says that Moses was a beautiful baby and she just could not. She she was going to do everything that she could to save his life. So what she does is that she makes a basket out of like the the brush that's beside the Nile. She takes those things and she coats it on the inside with pitch. It's kind of like tar and places the baby in this basket, puts him in the Nile and lets him set sail. Okay. Like I wouldn't say set sail. She, he places, she places him in the Nile and I'm sure that he's kind of like stuck there in the reeds somewhere. So I don't think that he was floating down the Nile. So shortly thereafter, the mother goes away and Miriam stays. Miriam, Miriam, which is Moses' sister, says, I'm going to stay and see, you know, what happens. And so she's staying and then she sees the Pharaoh's daughter come out and she starts bathing and she sees this basket. She hears the baby crying and she goes over there and looks and she sees this beautiful baby boy. And it says that she knew that this was an Israelite baby. Now, I'm not sure exactly how she knew that, but she knew that it was an Israelite baby. And when when she uh, grabbed the baby, Miriam comes over and says, would you like for me to get one of the Israelite servants to come and nurse the baby for you? And the Pharaoh's daughter said, that would be an excellent plan. So then Miriam, needless to say, goes and gets her mom and says, mom, the Pharaoh's daughter found Moses. And she thinks he's the cutest thing she's ever laid eyes on. And she wants to find an Israelite to come and nurse him. So how beautiful is that, that Moses's mother is actually the one that nurses him. And it's kind of like his au pair is, is his nanny is the one who nurses him. And it says that Moses grew up knowing that he was Hebrew, that he was an Israelite, even though he was being raised and treated as an Egyptian. So that is the beginning story of Moses. So what can we glean from that? I just know that in my own personal life, when there have been things deep, deep on the inside of me that like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not dealing with this. I am not throwing my baby in the Nile and letting my baby drown. And I start calling out to God, whatever that situation is. And I call out God, show me something. There will be something that rises up from the inside of me. And I do believe that it is the Lord maybe joining with my heart, with my strong will and saying, no, there is another way. With God, all things are possible. And we're going to find out what God says about this situation rather than uh, just, you know, falling into hopelessness. And I want to encourage you, if you are in a hard situation and you do not know what in the world you're going to do, I need to turn my little dinger off. Uh, and if you don't know what it is that you are going to do or how you are going to get through the situation, turn to the Lord, go pray Listen to that inner voice on the inside of you and take it to the Lord and pray about it because God will speak to you. He will show you exactly what it is that you are going to have to either endure and he's going to give you peace for, 
or what he is going to help you overcome. He may give you healing. He may give you the brand new job, or he's going to give you peace while you have to deal with this ailment or or deal with whatever the physical issue is. He's going to give you peace and strength to overcome in your inner man. Um, or with the provision, he may send you a raven. Well, like we see in the Bible where he sent ravens to feed the prophets, or he sent an angel to feed, or he sent manna from heaven to feed. He, we even see where he sent shelter for different people. He taught people how to make shelters when they were living in the desert. He showed them how to stay uh, alive during the day and alive at night in the desert. He was the cloud by day that protected them from the sunshine and he was the fire by night. And we're going to get into those stories. I'm getting ahead of myself, but just know he was the fire at night that kept them warm in the desert. We see God uh, multiply food when Jesus was with the disciples in the New Testament. He multiplied and made sure that the people had everything that they needed. So just know whatever situation and circumstance you might be going through, God wants to meet you there. He wants to help you be an overcomer, whether you are overcoming in your body, in your soul, or in your spirit, in your body where you're like, you're going to be healed. You are going to have a touch from the Lord to where, you know, the blind eyes see, the deaf ears hear, the dead are raised, the cancer is healed, the, the, whatever the issue is, there's healing, or he may come and touch your soul where you have peace, where people have been in a wheelchair for the rest of their lives. I have seen people minister greatly without arms, without legs, without being able to move their bodies. And they are able to overcome through their souls and their emotions. And then of course, with God, Holy Spirit, where God gives us a word straight from the Bible, straight from his heart to ours, and we can hold on to God's word. And then we can literally speak God's word and see the miraculous happen. So no matter where uh, in our bodies or in our souls or in our spirits that we need a touch from God, God will meet us in our desperation, and he will help us overcome. But we have to go to him and dig into his word so that we can hear his voice. And that's how we hear his voice, by reading his word, uh, reading those principles in there, getting some mentors to help us understand, digging into some Bible studies so that we have other people who are digging in and we learn and glean and sharpen each other from those studies. So... So anyway, all right, guys, I am so glad that you turned tuned in. You got to hear about the ministry, A God-Focused Life. You also got to hear about how Moses comes into the Bible. So I think everybody at some point has heard about Moses. And now you know the, the miracle, absolute miracle of Moses' life, how God protected him and spared him even as a new born baby. And we're going to see God come through for him over and over and over again uh, throughout scripture. Okay, guys, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Please, uh, please leave a review for this, like it, comment on it, share it with others. Just let's get the word out so that more people are drawn to the Lord for such a time as this. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Love you until next time.